Hey, welcome to the Gen X guys with Len and JD. This is episode number five. So five, five weeks in, we're still gone. Still Which is amazing to me. Out. I know. Amazing that we keep focuses for like five, six weeks on something. Yeah, it would be better once we start to focus on just a constant conversation. But for now, I think this is good. You know, people Let's just start. We need to start. Here, a bunch of old guys just talking about random shit, which is basically daily conversations with old people. Yeah, just ramblings. Yeah, they travel off different things all the time. Right, right. So it's always fun. But this week, we wanted to focus on sort of traveling. Historically, when we were young, how we traveled, you know, places we traveled today where we want to go. Um, you know, just, just get a sense of travel from past and present and how it's either differed or, you know, whatever the changes could be too. But right. I think it's always good to start with the um, first one, which is really just when you were young. And I ask you this. I mean, obviously, when you were young and by young, say, you know, probably elementary school, like, yeah, maybe like, yeah, well, yeah, I guess elementary school. Yeah. To maybe high school, if there was anything. Yeah. Um, but anyway, what were some of the favorite places you remember traveling to? The thing is, like back then too, I guess is the other. I was thinking about that, and the thing is, is that we didn't like our travel was really just with Boy Scouts and Cub Scouts. So like, I didn't take a plane until I was like twenty one or twenty two. Really? Yeah. Every time I flew out to Cleveland or went to Cleveland, it was on bus. Oh, that's right. Yeah. All our travel was either within. So the yeah, within California or Nevada. Like we never went. We never, I mean, it's just, you know, I was raised by a single mom, so money wasn't exactly plentiful. So it was just most of our stuff was honestly camping trips or things like that or outings with Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts. So, yeah, so for us, it was a lot of camping stuff, like especially when you're in Cub Scouts, right? Um, it's a lot of family stuff. You know, your moms would go, siblings would go, and so you would do stuff like that. And it was, it was still camping, but it was really just more of a family type thing. You know, it wasn't like Boy Scouts that you really started doing things on your own as, you know, young young men type stuff. But, uh, yeah, most of it was like camping. Like for us, it was either. Were there particular places you went to, though, for camping? Like for us, well, there was, there was like Berryessa, Clear Lake. So this is all Northern California. Um, yeah, like Big Sur, we would go down there, like Monterey type area along, along the Highway 1. But, um yeah, I and there's a few other camping spots, especially like the ones that were you know Boy Scout specific, like land that they had um, that we would go to, um, and like I would even go even ones that wasn't with Boy Scouts. Like one of my close friends growing up, like my mom and her his mom were best friends, so every once in a while I would go with him to his dad's hunting cabin. But even that, I don't really remember where that was because you know you're 10 years old you just get in the back of a this is another thing you know traveling you know back gen x traveling in the back of a pickup with a camper shell on right you know yeah. you were just laying in the back and watching the cars but you would be sitting there just doing whatever you know just traveling in the back of a truck and and like that so yeah i realized that i didn't do any real vacations i don't remember doing disneyland growing up to be honest yeah. i don't remember yeah. going Probably first one. Yeah, not 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 any trade. That's probably true for you. That's true. Yeah, I was trying to think when we first went. Yeah, that wasn't until like we were like twenty. Yeah, yeah. It was twenty. Yeah, it was twenty was because my daughter. So, but even then we drove down. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, that's we true. drove down. So it wasn't until I re- I don't even remember the reason why I flew out to L.A. But I was I was like twenty one or twenty two when I. Flew down to LA the first time, and for those who don't know, this it's a commuter flight. It's an hour flight to there, and then shortly after that, my next flight was actually to Puerto Vallarta, hmm. Mexico. I was what? Quote, Is that your honeymoon? No, no, no. It was um, there was a contest. So I used to work at Twenty Four Hour Fitness or Twenty Four Hour Nautilus back then, and there was a sales promotion that you know how many personal training clients you got and all these things, depending on how much you sold, they were doing a uh, promotion to fly pe- you know, people who won down to Puerto Vallarta. So we kind of uh, stuffed the ballot box, I think, you know, don't really want to go specifics and incriminate myself, but um, end up winning that month and a bunch of us from the one club that I worked at ended up going down together. Mm-hmm. But that was like my second flight was going out to Mexico. 
Nice. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, Most of your youth was spent just camping, basically. That was probably yeah, like there really? wasn't one and traveling to Cleveland, obviously. Um, yeah, but that wasn't you know anything special. So, was it's there just... a favorite place out of all those that you really enjoyed? Not that I remember. I mean, it's funny when you think back at our age. When you think back, it's more like situational type stuff that you remember, not like specifics to what the location True. was. You know, it was like certain swimming pools or things like that, but you don't remember, like you remember the pool or you remember what it's like, but you don't really remember where it was because we used to go to, to a bunch of different places. But um, actually, no, one of the my favorite places probably was every winter we would go up to Strawberry Fields, which was a place where we would do like snow type stuff. So we would go up there. It was, again, Northern California. It was south of Lake Tahoe and Reno in Southern California though. But um, they used to rent a huge like auditorium that we would sleep in. A bunch of, all the families would, would do it. And then during those days we would go to like different areas to do like, you know, the favorite one was the inner tubes going down snow. You know, the real death trap ones, because once they start bouncing, you're dead. You know, you right. fly off and, and just almost completely die. No breaks whatsoever. The only way it was bailing on it. Um, Pretty much, yeah. yeah. So stuff like that. I think, I actually think about, yeah, probably the strawberry, strawberry, I think it was strawberry hill or strawberry fields. But again, it was. I know which one you're talking about, because later on, we took the kids out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't like off, like it was. Like you're going to Reno or Tahoe. No, it was south of Tahoe, but uh, you would go up that way. And like I said it was actually a cool area to go to because it had like this big area where they would rent tubes and everything like that. But yeah. Nice. But I, I think that's probably my favorite vacation was doing that every year. It was always oh, fun. Very cool. Yeah. yeah, mine was more to your point, like trying to remember specifics is always difficult past a certain age. Like I can trips I remember for at least when I was in high school was every couple of years we'd head down to LA whether driving or we flew. I definitely had a couple airline flights before we did. Um, but flying down to LA for Disneyland, but also as a two-parter, like it was go to Disneyland cause we'd be there for a couple of days, but we also went to catch the Niners play the Rams on Monday night football. Oh, wow. Really? So did yeah. that one year, um, which was a lot of fun. When they were at the original LA Rams, not the current LA Correct. Rams. Correct. Before they moved to St. Louis and came yeah. back to LA. Yeah. 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 But, uh, but that was a great one because that was the, the game I remember specifically. And this always sticks in my mind is when Montana threw two like 90 yard touchdown passes to John Taylor in that Monday night game. Oh, yeah. I remember um, that. I was probably 16. Yeah, it was in high school. 16, somewhere around there. Um, but as far as younger, yeah, to your point, like, we did more camping. Like we didn't go very places either. And our camping would be like Lake Pillsbury, um, further yeah. up in North California as well. Um, and that'd be a family thing. Like that would be, you know, the fun parts when I was young, which is going camping and enjoying yeah. the time with the family for us. I mean, my cousins would be there. We'd go out, yeah. wander off and, you know, and it'd be a fun time. Oh, and, yeah. I, and I know I went to Disneyland a couple of times as a young kid because there's friggin' pictures. I don't really remember much of it. So I'm sure it would have been my favorite place. Um, you know, I'm sure my brother's going to come back and bring up like the, this time or two that we went to Disneyland. I'm like, all right, I, I don't remember it. Right. Yeah. Or I was just too young, whatever. He does right. that. So my older brother is eight years older than me. And there are plenty of times where he'll bring up something. I'm like, dude, you were 10. I was fucking two. You know, and it's just one of those things where I'm like, yeah, I don't remember that. He's like, oh, and he, like, he'll bring up names or of relatives. And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't remember that. You know, but again, like the age difference is, is he's 12. I was four at that time. When right. Yeah. Now, and that's the catch. It's like, I know, I, like I've been to a couple places, but as far as other places I traveled to when I was young, and again, this is more about my favorite place. Favorite place that I can remember, again, is going to be the camping. Yeah. I mean, Disneyland's fun, but the camping was better because it was always nice to be with the family. And it was, well, you also have a big family. So, which is. Yeah. And there were like uh, yeah. three or four of us all families going so you have a big campsite budget you know and this is like traditional camping back then like yeah you bring some food to cook with you and whatnot but you'd have to make pits you have to you know yeah. there is no like and it's always just hot dogs and hamburgers you know it's always really easy things but that happen. holds well yeah exactly yeah you know this glamour camping where 
I'm going to say I'm camping, but instead I'm staying in this nice, uh, like little shed. I'll call it a shed to be the somewhat <laughs> thinking that they're doing some hard time, but really it's a nice little log cabin and it's got all the amenities for them. And they're like, Oh yeah, I'm camping. Well, I'm even, camping. even like, cause I started to do some solo camping, um, mm. as I got older, like I have a full size truck with a camper shell. So like I'll do stuff out of the back of that. And a lot of that has to do with it. I, I just be honest with you. I'm not sitting on the ground anymore. That's not going to happen. That's it. Just there's no. It's called air mattresses. Put some effort in. It's not hard. No, no, no. You're right. But I'm just saying there isn't any more of the. Remember the thin like as a Boy Scout, we used to have the roll that had the. Yeah, I remember those too. And it didn't really do anything. It just stopped the rocks from jabbing you in your in your back in the middle of the night. It wasn't comfortable. But yeah, and laying the tents down, I always tried to make sure you cleared the rocks underneath because to your point, it never happens. It's just that it's a thin layer cover, and then you put your yeah. And so every once in a while you'd hit that one rock perfectly and just jab you in the back and like, oh. Or even better was, it, you know, having those really cheap, small pup tents that really can, supposedly could fit two people in there. But if you had two people in there overnight, in the morning on the top of the tent would be just completely drenched with your condensation from breathing throughout the night. You know, things like that. But the thing is now there's so many things you could buy to make camping easier, like LED lights, you know, little, like, even like you said, like making a pit now, now like having, you know, just some of these things to be able to do cooking makes it yep. so much easier. And just a lot of these things that just, again, it just, the lightweight stuff that we have nowadays, it just, you know, it, it makes it so much easier to do. And so like I used some of the stuff, like I recently got, and I'm going to try it out probably in two weeks is a, is like a tent that goes on the back of the camper shell. So like you open up the back of the camper shell and the put the tailgate down, and then you actually put a tent that attaches to the back of the truck, hmm. so it kind of extends it. So That's nice, nice. Yeah, there's some cool. stuff like overlanding, but yeah, it's totally different today. Just because like yeah. I said, even just lights. Or I mean, remember with flashlights, you'd have those big, you know, D size and C size batteries, and even then, the flashlight would last 15 minutes. Yeah, you have to be careful. You didn't want to leave it on for too long. That's why you had the gas lanterns. Yep, those were also awesome. Yeah. But now you have the LED ones, and those you can leave on almost. Who bring generators with them when they go camping now? Yeah, they really do. That wasn't an option. I mean. Portable, portable battery packs to do it. Yeah, I mean, not like back in our day. Also, use that term. <laughs> back in our day, the uh, like camping was like camping back in like the eighteen hundreds. Not that heavy of a hardship, but the yeah. point is, at least, I mean, for what you had, you pretty much were disconnected from the world when you're out there. There's oh, yeah. No phones. There's nothing like that. Right. Maybe CB radios, you know, you have right. those. That was available, but um, I was for the most part. Or walkie talkies. Remember the walkie talkies that like, if yeah. you were like, had a straight line of sight, nothing impeding you, you could kind of hear somebody yeah. like 20 yards away. Exactly. Um, but but yeah, so, it's easy. Yeah, I agree with you. Times were totally different then. But yeah. so let's, let's go to move it on. Like, so now that we're older, we, we've traveled a bit more. Yeah. yeah. Been some of the best places you've traveled to. Well, let you go first. You go first, Isabel. Okay. Well, I know your answer probably in a way. I've been to quite a few. I, I love cruising. Cruising is the best way for me to travel to multiple places. And I love seven-night cruises. So I'm a pretty much a diehard cruiser now. Right. Or I, diehard cruiser, like I go yearly or something. I don't. Um, meaning I, I enjoy going on cruises more right. than anything else. Um, but the best place I've traveled to would probably be... Um, St. Thomas, Virgin Islands. Oh, okay. It's, that one, when I was out there, it's just beautiful, quiet. I actually went, so I'm a certified scuba diver, so I went scuba diving. And the best part about that, too, and this is why I really loved it, um, was because the water was clear. The right. temperature was great, meaning I didn't have to wear even a half wet bodysuit. I could just right. wear straight swim trunks and, and go. You're not doing that in Northern California, off the coast. No. Not at all. No. no. When I got certified out in Northern California, I was in Monterey Bay. And uh, 50 degree water. That was a full on bodysuit. Yeah. Boots, hey, gloves, everything, because you need to keep yourself warm because that was not warm. Yeah. Water. But I'd say, St. like the best place I've traveled to would be, yeah. What did I say? St. John, St. Thomas. I yeah. can't remember now. Anyway, same thing. Virgin Islands. Basically, the Virgin Islands. There you go. Now, I've enjoyed traveling to lots of places. Like I've been to Jamaica. Um, and that, that was a great trip. I've been to, you know, a lot of Caribbeans and whatnot. Right. Um, and just for us based areas, 
uh, obviously Hawaii, which is a place I love and would love to move to because it's similar to the Virgin Islands. A sense of, you know. When did you become an island person? You know, that, it, it's funny that I, I never, like, us growing up together and even even like in our 20s and 30s, I never would have, I, I know that like you liked Hawaii, but it just, when do you think that happened with you? I mean, because it just seems like there was this major transition where you like locked into like, I'm not saying island life, but just islands and tropical type stuff. I think because I've traveled to more places, like in the cruises, I've traveled to more islands. Um, and I just, I don't know, it just seems quieter. Like it depends, right? Like in Hawaii, if you go to Oahu, that's the most populous okay island of all of them and also the most visited from a tourist standpoint right it's pretty active i I just love the islands tend to be beautiful like there's a lot of areas around them um the forests you know the places you can see just any coast pretty much walk around an island i I mean we're not talking about like castaway with tom hanks island we're talking and big, bigger island. But have you done that though? Like where you see where people do, like they walk the trails to go more into the interior, or is it more of the main areas that you hang out at? No, I've done some of the trails. Okay. Yeah, specifically, but only in Hawaii. And to your point, like I, when I've gone to other islands, we may have like um, when we're in Jamaica, which is not a small island by any means. Right, right. Um, but yeah, to Jamaica, we did some travel with horseback and other things that were nice just oh, take you away from the cities we didn't go to the cities we went more on the outskirts which i always enjoy most when i travel anywhere it's just kind of i've seen enough cities in my life there's no real change there it's, you know you can always have these big chains it's always going to be the hustle and bustle it's going to be slightly different with how they structure things but for the most part it's all the same for me it's more about going out into the outer areas communities and seeing more of what probably was more traditional right, right. for those countries than you know, what you see in cities, which is like, we just need to get all the best shit in there and make sure, you know, because so many people live there. So it, right. it's going to always be the top versus, and you can speak to this, but um, like you go to the countries and whatnot, they're just going to have different ways of doing things. I mean, I've right. been to Cancun, Cozumel and others, and, uh, you know, Mexico itself has been great, but it depends where you go. Like certain yeah, places. But that's, but what about you? What's been some of the best places you travel to? By far, like, so a lot of our travels recently, or as we've been older, has been to Asia. Um, my favorite has been Korea so far, by, without question. And it's funny that, because I almost want the opposite of what you want. I actually want the hustle muscle. I mean, I, but I think it's sort of the same, but different. I, it's the same reason behind it, but I think the, like, the execution's different, right? Where for me, like, I will walk forty to 50,000 steps in a day. When I go there, so I've been to going down. I've been to Korea, Japan, Hong Kong, Philippines, Singapore, Malaysia, Thailand, and Vietnam. And each one where I go to, I usually walk. Like I said, no less than thirty to forty thousand steps a day. Why I do you do that there and not back here? Because it, it's the only place that you really can do that here, and actually like see how people live is like New York. I mean, in LA, you're going to be walking, you know, an hour before you get to another area. Or even then there's all those pockets where most of these Asian countries, like the one of the most awesome things that I like most about Korea is, especially like in Seoul or Busan, which is the other large city in Korea, is you don't need a car. The way that public transportation works, the way that all the areas are work is that it's extremely walkable mm-hmm. and that you can go from one district to the next and kind of, you know, experience each different area that you go to. And but again, the thing is, it's so walkable. I mean, it's the, their infrastructure there is built in that way where ours like in like people say here in like in in San Francisco, you know, more public transportation, people should get out and walk more, less cars. I don't think it's really possible here. I, I think it's it's not how our infrastructure is built. And I, I just don't mean that we don't have enough public transportation. I also mean, like, one of my favorite places that we stayed in Korea, um, the block was square, right? And so it was just a big square block. Uh, and in between, there it was cut into... Nine Are most seven. blocks square? Well, no, no. Like, if you look at, like, in most big cities here in the U.S., they're rectangular. 
right? Are they well, it's only rectangular if you go you there. Long street, you have a long street, right, and then two short streets. Where there, it's what a it, there, it's almost perfectly square, and then it's broken up into nine sections with like these one-way streets going between them. Not really one-way, but single-car streets right between them. And in between is where a lot of the residential is. And on the exterior part of the block is where you have those stores on the first or second floor, and then you have residential above it. So we stayed like in the middle of one of those blocks in this one area called Isidon, um, where, but again, like if you went one direction, you could go to one area, public transportation and another, you know, just going all these different directions. But again, this is structure of how the cities are built are for people to walk around, are for people to go from one area to another. You're not, you don't have to drive to a destination where, because everything again is compact like that is all, all on one street, all available to you. Yeah. And so well, you bring up a good point. You want to live in a extremely busy and active city. I only want to get the hell away from all the people. Not really all the people, but I want to get to a quieter place because I'm more of a solitude guy. Now, are you an introvert or an extrovert in your mind? I'm an introvert, though. But the thing is, I think one of the things I like about it is with that many people, it's easy to be anonymous. True. Yeah. I mean, in these big cities, well, I mean, that's always true in every big city. That's why I always avoid the big cities if I can. I mean, I'll, I'll go for the first time to visit them. Don't get me wrong. Right. If I traveled out to Korea, I'd visit Seoul. Right. I mean, for the purpose of it's new, right? I'd yeah. want to check them out and I'd have expectations of what they're like. Um, if I go to Japan, I'd visit Tokyo. But for me, Japan, beauty of it would be to travel outside Tokyo and others, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm maybe I'm more into nature than you are. You like bricks and apparently some concrete. You have no feelings. I want beauty and have wow. insight. <laughs> no, well, actually, the one cool thing about like, I am not the biggest fan of Tokyo, to be honest. I didn't really care for it. And, and it was for that reason. It was like, it, it's the stereotypical like what people think about Japanese. It's very much, very clean, very structured. Like when you walk by stores, you have to go into the store, right? There's nothing like outside of the store. Meaning like you really don't have an indication what's inside of the store, especially because also in Japan, there's not a lot of English used. So when you're walking around, there's there's a lot to see and a lot to see how people interact and everything. But the thing I also there's also really like it, you are going from point A to point B in Japan. I felt like like it's very much you know where you're going. Where in Korea, there's a ton of like little parks, little places that you can go to, little areas that you can sit at. Like in Japan, eating outside is not really it's kind of frowned upon, right? You don't really do it. Where in Korea they like they're huge on picnics, they're huge on eating in different parks and actually like, it's so funny when you go there and it's one of the things I like about when I go to these places that you just see how they do what like when we think picnic you think oh they do a picnic but mm. they do it on a different level like you know it's they they really take it seriously just the things that they have to be able to enjoy it like they actually have little like canopies that will cover them in the, you know in a park when it's really hot out. Or, you know, they, they have things that will help heat the food, like battery-operated heaters to keep the food warm or something like that. Or even vendors around there where, like, they, one of the places by this river, Han River, um, they actually had a street vendor that had ramen. And so you, you had all this traditional ramen stuff, but then they had the hot water for you to be able to make it. Um, nice. But, yeah, I, I think that does – I think it's a good mixture, though, in some areas. That's why, like, I – why, one of the things I like about Korea is that they have a good mix of there's a ton of parks that you can go to and walk around and it drops you off in different districts and different neighborhoods that you can go see. So where I don't disagree with you um, about that, that, you know, I do like the city part more. I like the cities that do a, a good mix of natural and, you know, the city part of things and where you can go from one area to another. So, yeah, but yeah. Understandable. But I think I, I think just being able to wander around and see how people live differently, doing the same things we do, just in a different way, is one of the things I enjoy the most. Well, and would you say you're biased towards Korea is because you're a K-pop fan? Were you a K-pop no, fan before you went to Korea? Was that what drove you to Korea? Be honest here. No. One of one of my best friends, I mean, you remember him because he's one of your close friends too, was from Korea. 
So it's funny because I I remember doing you know K barbecue back in the nineties, early nineties. True. Yeah. That's true. I, um, I don't think so. I mean, I I've actually thought about that. Like, is my bias towards that? And oh, I think it is. I'm gonna say it is. Of course, I'm not I'm gonna, gonna hide. It. Of course, you're gonna contradict me on that. You're a K-pop fan, uh, and that's drove you to think. Just be I, honest. I, I, it's fine. No, no, I, I'll take the food over the K-pop any day. And yeah, honestly, you eat I, food pretty much anywhere. Stop, stop. No, but you know the Literally, funny part is, you the funny eat any food is, anywhere. K barbecue isn't like the biggest thing out there. Like, there's a lot more. There's a lot. It's funny when you go out there, and you actually go to these places to find out like what's really popular, or, like sushi even though it's you know huge and that's what everybody thinks of the cuisine for it but like curry and things like that are, are just as popular if not more in certain areas yeah. and even in korea like we barely actually did korean barbecue there's just so many other options out there that you can have let me ask you this now i know we've talked about places you travel to favorite places between us everybody puts a bucket list of places they want to go mm. you know that or they'd love to travel to before they die clearly Right. Many people never even hit those. So my right. question to you is what is there's you know, you've been to you've definitely done a lot of Asia. So what is the place uh, still on your list, I guess, that you would want to travel to that you've yet to see? What's number one? It's still it's still gonna be Italy. You know, it's still gonna be, you know, the Coliseum and stuff like that. I think that's definitely a major bucket list for me. And we were actually Right when the pandemic was ending, or not really ending, but like when travel was starting to open up originally, like that was high on our list was to do Italy, to do more like central Italy by the Coliseum and, and so on. Um, the one thing I really want to do is actually do like the train from the UK down to Italy. Mm. You know, do the come down, go through the tunnel, hit France, kind of hurry up and leave France. Um, well, wow. Did, All right. Go, you know the funny part about France is we don't, need, we don't need to dig into your personal hate for France. Well, no, 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 it's not a hatred. It's just it, when you hear people talk about France, they always have a romantic view. But everybody that seems to go there doesn't really enjoy themselves as much as they thought they would. That's like the maybe we're talking about Americans. Of course, of course, but I think, I, I think there's there's a certain perspective Americans seem to have. They have a very romantic view of 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 France. I think. They have, you know, the Eiffel Tower, the standing in front of it, the love, the sitting at the cafe on the corner drinking. Louvre? Yeah. Well, no, just, you know, all that type of stuff. Okay. Well, you call it the love. I just want to clarify. Did I call it that? Yeah, you said the love. No, no, no I just meant like a more, like, you know, the whole thing of. Uh, I don't think so. You're a liar. Not, what about Whatever. You? Anyway, yeah. I get it. Okay. So City of Love. Yes. Got yes, it. City of Love. But that, that's what I meant. More they have a romantic view of it. And then when you go there, you find out that it's really not. I think, I think maybe, that's maybe true not, for America. Yeah. I, I, I agree I with you. I yeah. I think maybe that's more what it is. You know, there's yeah. a major letdown. We go, yeah. And you go with a bias to your point, like you're, or not bias, expectations. Expectations. Expectation, yeah. 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 What are you hoping for? And then you get let down. I mean, a good example would be I went and saw Mount Rushmore. All this, you know, and oh, yeah. Honestly, in all fairness, it lives up. It is what it is. It's what like, it is. I went there for the first time, and before I ever go there, you always see pictures, all these things about it, and you always have this perception that this is a massive like, mountain. Place. Yeah, massive mountain. You get there, it is not that big. You know, the other one is I, uh, uh, Statue of Liberty. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Liberty, you you have this image of this just colossus, right? And you're like, I mean, it definitely not taking anything away from me, you know, what it's for, but it's one of those things you're like, oh, okay. And then you realize, you know, they brought it over from France, so it wasn't going to be this humongous structure. Probably. Yeah, it never could be this massive, like Godzilla right. size. Right, but it's just funny because you go there and you're like, it's unfortunate because it takes away from the fact that you're at Mount Rushmore, you're at the Statue of Liberty, and you're like, oh, okay, great. But it's like yeah. you're still at these, you know, bucket list places that you want to go to and see, And but it's it kind of sucks because you you feel let down, but you're like, Okay, you kind of feel like crap because okay, now I feel let down because I'm, you know, the, I should be enjoying this. But that Statue of Liberty would remind me of that. Like you kind of see it the first time, you're like, oh, that thing's tiny. Yeah, yeah. You know? Expectations are to, so. To your point, like France, for some people, expectations are a city of love. They expect this romantic event. Maybe they don't come back with that feeling. Some do, some don't. For me, well, what about the smell? 
Probably. Yeah, well, I mean, France has a lot of things. Paris specifically. Yeah. It's the city of love in this case. I mean, we keep saying France, but we're referring to Paris in this case. True. Um, yeah, that's a good point. That's fair. Yeah. See how we just lumped France into one whole thing without even knowing the rest? We're really okay. referring to Paris. Yeah, um, yeah. Stupid Americans. Exactly. Ignorant <laughs> Americans. Um, right. And I don't care. But anyway, back to that point. So as far as bucket lists go for me, you know, when I was young, um, like I'm a big history buff. So what you listed with like places with historical meaning, right. like where civilization, early civilizations and whatnot took place, whether it's Egypt and others are all big ones for me. But I would say the top is still Ireland. Of course. Like, I want to go to Ireland because I mean, first off, I mean, I have a Irish. Does it be England? No, shut your mouth. I said Ireland. Now, there's two parts to I- the island of Ireland. Okay, okay. There is Ireland itself, or right. they call themselves the England, the state from just ninety percent on its own, and then the other ten percent is called Northern Ireland, which the English have control of. Okay. Now, that aside, I'd only be going to the Republic of Ireland. Southern right. Ireland, primarily because that's where my family originated. Right, right. You know, my ancestors and whatnot all come from Ireland. Um, not all. To this point, some are English. I mean, it's, it's going to happen. When all the islands are together like that, there's, it's going to happen. I mean, you say that for a lot United, of... Uh, United Kingdom, just say it that way. It's United Kingdom. No, all, no, so Ireland. I definitely want to go to Ireland. Just one England. Just say that. No. But I do want to hit the Asian, to your point, like... Tokyo would be fun. I mean, going to Japan is a big one for me. I'd love to go to Japan in general. Yeah. Um, I'm really just, I mean, I'd love to travel more. Yeah. Now that I'm older, I'd love to get to a point where I can start just traveling more often to all these places I haven't been to. Yeah. But yeah, I'd say at the top of my list is definitely Ireland. And then it kind of falls in line with you. Like, then I'd want to hit Italy. But from Italy, I'd want to go to, you know, um, England, Germany, Paris. I, I'd still want to see Paris. I'd oh, love to see Notre Dame. No matter what, I still would. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd love to see the Alpha Town. You know, I just. But see, that's why I want to do the train. I want to do the train where you go to Paris and then over to Germany and then down through Switzerland, go through the mountain range, and then come into um, into Italy. For me, I also, I'd also want to do Poland because that's where my grandmother was from. You know, she yeah. Was there and so right, yeah. and she was the one who raised me. So it's one of those things where I always do want to go back. I do want to go there just. Just to be there, you know. Again, I, I honestly, unfortunately, I don't know enough about the history, but I probably would research it a lot more before I go. But it's definitely one of those bucket list items. Yeah. Um, what's some of the bucket list items that you've gone to already? Like so there's some things that you would have said were earlier. That. Well, Hawaii was always one when I was young, and right. that worked out. So that's great. I go that quite often now. Yeah. Um, yeah I know. The other place that. Interestingly enough, was when I'm young, I mean, so we lived in California, obviously, lived in California my whole life till recently, in the last five years I moved. Um, it was always Disneyland, right? It was the place you went to. But I always wanted to go to Disney World mm-hmm. because you always hear people doing the debates about that. So that was a big one as I got older that I wanted to hit, and I've done that. And really, to me, I know the bucket list, I'm still pretty low on getting into the bucket list so to speak because i'm still not hitting most of my stuff is going to be traveling much further out whether it's yeah like i said japan uh italy uh ireland england you know all those I'm, i'd love to go to egypt check out you know of course, yeah. behind that um to me you know traveling to any country whether it's india australia and others i'd love to check those out because it's just oh, yeah. it changes up your perspective of who what you lived under, you know, I always hear about these first world c- countries, you know, and their problems versus others. But it's to me, yeah. it's more about just getting a sense of kind of where it all started for everyone. Yeah. Cause I'm a, his- I love history. So for yeah. me, it'd be fun just to get the sense. Well, like you go to Italy, you're walking on ground that was whole generations walked on thousands of years ago. Yeah. That's the thing about being American is like, you know, Obviously, our history only can go back so far, you know, well, when you really look at it. Yeah, depending on which history you want to refer to. I mean, people have been here, but right. they're not. Yeah. But when you look at historical sites or things that have been around, right? From I an mean, America standpoint, yeah. Right, right. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just funny because it's, it's, it's funny how your perspective changes as you get older about yeah. like what, what, what you want to see and do. And it's like, 
for me, like, you know, some of my bucket list items before were like Shibuya Crossing in Japan or Victoria Peak in Hong Kong, which I got to do. But now, like, as, you, as you're putting it, some of my bucket list items are changed to be more, like you said, experiences like that. Not not so much, like, I, I still have these individual places I want to go to, but now it's more, it's also starting to become more things like, like, if you could live out of the country, where would you live? You know, that type of right. thing is kind of more what it's, it's more not just going to a location and enjoying it, but more it's like, if I could live out in Seoul for three months, I would in a heartbeat, you know, not that easy to do with family obligations and so on, but it's more becoming things like that, that I want to experience. And kind of like what you said about history, it's, that's why like, I'd like to go experience Poland or just some of these other areas, but really more, it's just the experience of being there and kind of just seeing what what it feels like to be there, which is kind of like the, the major change for me as I got an older. Yeah, no, I agree. You, you want to try new things. It's like anything is you age over time. Repetitiveness becomes boring. Like you oh, yeah. need to change your ways and, you know, being in, you know, if you can, and for a lot of people, they can't do this, but if you have the ability to travel outside your state, your city, oh, yeah. your country, you know, it's it helps just change your experience and like i said not everybody can do that but for those who can it, it, like for me to your point like i'm i'm an introvert so i tend to just like to do my i like island so much i just don't really need to be I, i've seen enough growing up that maybe at my point in my age now i'm more comfortable just being a grumpy old man my time yeah, permitting my life yeah exactly yeah, yeah. um <laughs> dude it's amazing anyway I don't want to sidetrack, but yes, grumpy old man is not a <laughs> statement when people get older. Yeah. Amazingly enough, you can do a whole show of why that happens, but um, yeah, that's yeah. a rattle. So, yeah, that's but, a rattle. exactly. But here's something I have for you. Like, it's interesting. Uh, when I traveled, you know, you taste new things, you do new things as well, and you start to develop vices as you age, right? So, like, interestingly enough, some vices I've from like when I was young, you know, when you're a teenager, you sure you drink a little bit here and there. Some people drink a lot more because that's the only way they can live life out at that point. But you kind of, you're young, you're always trying to, whatever. whatever. Yeah. But I never developed a taste for it. Like I didn't really care. Um, yeah. But now later on in life, now I've done like whether it's cruises or others, and I've done these events where I've gone to, I really love my cognac, man. I mean, that is now a vice for me. It's like, I'm not, drinking a lot of alcohol but um i have my wines i love my red wines and i love my vice so really? you told me this like 20 years ago i'd be drinking a lot more alcohol yeah it'd be funny but i would never have those over my travels because yeah. i've been sort of thrust into these different things mm -hmm. it's given me an opportunity to kind of test new things or you know put myself in spot to try something new and then realize hey it's pretty good and so now i have a you know alcoholic problem i guess apparently because I have the alcohol in the house, I don't drink at all. But, right, you never um, had that before. No, never at all. But yeah, cognac's my go-to drink now, and that's one of yeah. my vices is cognac. And I like to smoke a good cigar every once in a while. Which that's my vice that I've gotten as like it's funny because I started smoking cigars a while ago, and then I kind of faded off. But I've gotten a lot more into it. Um, you know, it's also funny that you say that. I think one of the things about some of the vices as we get older is. We're not buying, not saying that we're wealthy. I mean, I think we're, we have, we're comfortable, but um, there's also a difference between getting, you know, cognac from the grocery store or from wherever, and then actually knowing what quality is. And I think that's, that's the other difference. As I think as we got older, like our vices, sure. Like my smoking when I was younger was smoking because we were out drinking. I mean, it just, it went hand in hand to me. It was just one of those feelings where if I had an alcohol, I wanted to have a cigarette. But well, smoking, to be honest with you, is, a, is something that's been around for generations. I mean, yeah. and, and some have been smoking their whole lives. And yeah. almost every youth, everybody, not everybody, a good portion of people will try smoking. People experiment with it. Cigarettes or. Now marijuana because that's legal. Well, I mean, or baby. within something like that. I mean, about that inhalation, or I think it's to me, it was also that that hand mouth thing, right? You know, the mm -hmm. the whole thing, yeah. that thing where 
for me having nervous energy when I was especially younger when I was drinking, I think it was just a way to help calm me. You know, but yeah. now it's like think about it. Like when I have a cigar, I couldn't imagine like you know a lot of the cigars that I smoke now are anywhere between eight to fifteen dollars each. You know, when you look at the total cost of them, you know, even though I get, I'll get samplers and things because I'm still learning and you know still trying to experiment what I like, but I also like to have the variety to try different things. But I'm sure you're not buying you know inexpensive cognac. You're trying new different ones and. They're probably on the higher end, and you're probably you know appreciating it more. And I think that's yeah. like the funny part. Is I think you know, I'm not sure if 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 it's the age that allows us to appreciate things more, or the fact that we can actually spend money on it now. Where you know, when yeah. I was twenty, it was what is going to get me drunk the fastest, you know? Or I need nicotine, I need hand mouth, so I'm going to buy a cigarette, which each cigarette costs, you know, twenty five cents each, twenty cents. Right. Where now it's like, like you said, you know, I'm sure your bottles are in the hundred dollar range, you know, or, or yeah. I mean, that's probably a minimum or, you know, or whatever. But like, like I said, a cigar, a cheap one for me now is like $8 each almost, or even $6 is like the cheapest. Right. But is it that we can afford it now or that our tastes have changed? I would say, well, I mean, you could say it's a combo of both. I mean, you have to yeah. be able to afford it to try new things. So yeah, that's yeah. part of it. But. Also, think like maybe for me, it's like I mean, you live for a period of time and you've done a lot of similar things. It's like yeah. eventually you get bored. I mean, you're going to get bored of the same stuff all the time. That's just a fact. So I think that helps somewhat propel you to try and find new things that you like as you get yeah. older that you didn't consider back in the past. Is because hey, back then to me the routine was fine, and then I got to a point where routine now it's not as good anymore. And then okay, now yeah. try something different. This is better. Are we actually, is the vice just us changing one to another, right? Like our current vice is that, like, have you just basically switched from one thing to another um, as you age? And so yeah. you look at it as growing, but really you're just changing your direction on what your vice is and that's it. Also think about it. I mean, if you sit down and have a cigar, a cigar can easily last you 45 minutes or yeah. even over an hour. Yeah. And if you have a good cognac, you dip one end in as you smoke it. No, exactly. Or, but I mean, a lot of these things are. I mean, you're sitting down, relaxing, doing it. You, it, it, it is a way for you to unplug. But, I mean, can you imagine trying to do that for an hour? Also, when your your kids were in elementary school, or you know, that time span. I think it's also a matter of time as we got an older. Is that now that things are slowing down for us, or that we have more free time? It's also, I think everything that we did was in, in a rush before, you know, it was, I mean, okay. One thing that you and I have always rushed with is eating, you know? And so like, you know, but a lot of that was because of necessity, we had to hurry up and eat to get on to move to the next thing, you know, whether it's work. Right, and that necessity wasn't because of kids. Let's be clear, people. Yeah. This I, happened back in our younger years, meaning like yeah. early teenagers, we were eating super fast. And, that and I hate it. I honestly, now, I mean, it was like cool back then, but now I'm like, Fuck, can I enjoy my food? Especially now. I don't that know I, if it was cool back then, to be honest with you. I'm sure other people would look at us yeah. like, dude, do you guys even enjoy the food? Yeah, yeah. That's why we're eating it so fast. <laughs> but yeah, but nowadays I'm like, I wish I would actually slow down to enjoy my food. Like, but it it's funny. I I'll go out somewhere to eat, and in my head, I'm like, fuck it, I'm eating the slow. I'm going to do it. I'm gonna enjoy this. I'm gonna chew my food properly. I'm gonna savor it. I'm gonna take my time between bites. After like two or three bites, I go back to my old habit. Well, That's one bad. Like I'm not a conversationalist during dinner, generally. True, true. So, and that's part of that problem could be because I eat so much. Yeah. I just or I eat so well, fast. What's the correlation, like, right? What's the correlation? Is it you don't want to converse, or that you can't converse because you're going right? to spit? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's a great question. Never really I tried to dig into that. But I will say to your point, like um, for food and whatnot. Like as I've gotten older and I've traveled more and tried different places, different types of foods, um, even at home. I mean, not necessarily yeah. just traveling, but it's helped at least me expand a bit more. Like things I didn't care for in the past when I was younger, like sushi and whatnot, I developed a taste for as I got older. Yeah. Um, you know, things along those lines and different types of foods have been helpful. But I'm I'm still somewhat of a uh, a tough one when it comes to yeah, eating different it. foods. Um, Experiment outside your own. 
I'll experiment. I'll definitely try stuff, which is I would always recommend people just do. You mean I still not like it? And that's fine. At least you tried it. When you're younger what's and your parents tell you that, you're like, no, I don't care. What's the one thing you still can't get into? Food-wise? Yeah. Um, veal. I hate veal. Really? I fucking hate veal. Wow. Oh, and corned beef and cabbage for those. <laughs> the, you know what? The corned beef I can have. I'm not going to lie because it's salty. So I can't complain about yeah. that. But cabbage. cabbage, definitely not. Definitely. You've never really been a big greens vegetable type. You got it better. If, if, okay. Wait, 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 no, no. If it's a salad from House of Prime Rib in San Francisco, he'll eat that. That's like the I eat salads all the time. Knock it off. Knock it off. I'm fine. But, that, no, but, but, but you never used to. What do you mean I never used to? Of course okay, I did. You weren't really big into greens. Okay. You really weren't the healthiest of eater growing up. Well, hold on. You were right whoa, next whoa, to me whoa. eating the same food, dude. Price, Don't act like you were price, healthy. Where would you go? Where's the first place you would go when you come home from high school? To the refrigerator. Oh, where? Oh, yeah. My mom had treats for us. What was I supposed yeah. to do? You didn't say no. Can I hand you your snack? Well, yeah, but but you automatically. If somebody hands me food, I'm going to eat it. It's just polite. That's how I was raised. Oh, okay. That's you can't say no. <laughs> so you're saying it's just polite instead of being able to say no, which you can't say no. It's just being polite. Got it. You didn't have the healthiest eating habits. I, I guess, oh, I don't. I, yeah, I don't disagree. I mean, growing up back then, nobody really did. We all well, think about what's cheapest to buy even today. Yeah. Snacks, snacks. I don't know. McDonald's isn't exactly cheap anymore. We yeah, but to, I, I'm talking about like its stores, like Twinkies, oh, yeah. cupcakes, which is what you're alluding to. Twinkies and cupcakes, yeah. which is yeah. what we had. Um, it's not yeah, like I ate like five a day, Dick. I only like, <laughs> three to four. One every once in a while. It's fine. I just like eating food. I think that's I think that's the one thing. My growing up, like where we grew up, I mean, I think we were exposed to a lot of different cultures and ethnicity, ethnicity, ethnicities. You're Ethnic- almost there. It's fine. Almost there. It's not going to happen. Once I can't say it, it's it's over. No. But I think you know, as I got older, it's like yeah, I, I definitely have like my palate is definitely expanded. I, I think, think like, traveling's helped that, right? Because you're oh, yeah. traveling to different countries and, and you want to try those new things. And it definitely, definitely. helps expand your ability to enjoy yeah. food from everywhere. Like yeah. it's not just like steak and you know, meat and potatoes, to your point of a few minutes ago. Sure, when I was young, meat and potatoes, because maybe that's what my dad had. And then, to be honest with you, from a cost standpoint, you can only afford so much anyway. So that'd right. be pretty straightforward. Um, but yeah, now with traveling and whatnot, and yeah, I'm uh, food options are much more a uh, larger variety that you can get into yeah. which is very nice um and i enjoy it i mean i enjoy the different cultures that have different types of food because it's a good way to test things out yeah. i wouldn't have done that 25 years ago yeah um or i, I might have tried but it, it would have been like oh really open to, to try something specific though yeah yeah exactly yeah. i would have been looking for something that like seemed to match something i would want so yeah 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 versus just like yeah yeah i'll try this i'll try that I think also the availability, even without traveling, is much greater now. You know, sure. just, you know, just, you just, in the, and it's funny because even in parts of the U.S. that you would think are like very traditional, you know, U.S., American, but even those areas are, are experiencing like, you know, just different types of food. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, that's like been the coolest thing about traveling. It's like you try these weird things. And I think the weirdest part is, is, the type of vegetables you, you can get, like just the, the flavor palette of or when you do things like when you come here, even like when you, like you said, here you see certain things that you eat because even if it's, you know, Korean or Japanese or whatever, but that's also because that's what's available here. When you go to these other countries, like what's available there is totally different. And you see dishes that even for Thai or or Vietnam or all these other countries that like, oh, well, this, you know, what is popular out here totally different when you go there and like the taste of it is totally different and i think it's just because you know things are availability is way different out there than out here yeah yeah, yeah. makes sense i and i agree that's that's the catch with the food too but yeah no i mean i, I think as we said traveling there's plenty going on from the past and to where we are today life's change right we're even with my own kids when they were young, our travels were relatively limited. Best place they ever went to when they were small was probably Disneyland. We went. Uh, yeah. So, you know, and now they experience more. 
just what do you think is different today between like when we used to travel back in the 90s right the 90s and totally 2000 because that's really when i started traveling we traveled a lot together but actually our initial travels like back then compared to today what do you see as being like a major difference for you i mean cost is huge right yeah. i mean that's the difference i mean and sure there's the whole inflation concept over time things go up i mean they don't have to i mean they, you know so i would say the biggest challenge for traveling that i've always had would be um cost or for now compared to the past right right, right I, actually right. i used to drive all the time so gas prices back then were like two dollars yeah. versus and, and granted what i was making back then too wasn't necessarily enough it wasn't some high number where two dollars was nothing to me it still meant something yeah, yeah um i think it was easy to, you know the challenges that i face today is more around people on the road you know if you want to do the drives are more difficult because more people are out yeah. there um when i go to places or if traveling planes and whatnot i mean the rules for planes have changed from the past yeah, yeah. Sense where, oh, yeah. and they give you less no, you know, you have to pay for extras now. Like if you want to fly. You have to be informed. I think that's the major change that I've seen today. And it's like a catch one because there's so much information out there. But if you don't use it, like like there's a new airline uh, called Zip Air that's uh, a budget carrier for Japan. And the ticket prices are extremely cheap. Like if you want to look at the prices, the prices are like from SFO can be like $600 to go to Japan. But to your point, you don't get anything with that $600. And I don't have a problem with that, but people like, cause you can add, do add-ons. You can do a lot of a la carte or they have bundles. And then once you start to get to that point, it almost comes the same price as going on any other airline. It's like Spirit Airlines. It's like Spirit, but a little bit nicer. Okay, no, a lot nicer. Cause I took it back when we went to my last trip, when we came back from Japan, I ended up taking that airline. But I had found out about it, but the person who was sitting in the middle seat he didn't know that the airline didn't like the base price didn't include a meal. Hmm. So when they were trying to bring out the meal, he's like, well, what, what are the options? It's like, Oh, you had to pre-select and, and buy it beforehand. So like if you get on the airplane without pre-purchasing it, they, I might be sure they even have meals. Like right. I think they only pack on there what people order. So I think having that information, like a lot of people complain about that, about and not to say that the airlines don't do anything shady you know we you've seen all those things for spirit where they're like not letting bags come on that are clearly you know check-in size but a lot of people also don't just research that or like i mean and if you well, travel, it has changed from today versus the past like in the past a ticket in the 80s probably was like 500 bucks but you got everything it's yeah, all everything. equal you got everything it was an experience Whereas today it's just another means to travel. And so they just drop the prices and you get nothing. But if you want something to your yeah. point, all those add-ons are where it comes in. And that's one of the big differences too. It's like, that, and that's also another reason why we didn't fly much when we were younger. Yeah. I mean, it, it was an experience. This wasn't like everybody could just jump on and go. I mean, you could, if you could afford it, but if you can afford it, yeah. But today the, the difference is it's night and day. Like the, Prices are cheaper compared to actually back in the 80s, which is interesting considering you think inflation would go up, but that's my point about this whole inflation thing. I mean, it's all, it's different it's all, for traveling, but yeah. the point is you reduce things, options and whatnot, you can bring the cost down, but mm -hmm. then you have to just, to your point, research and make sure, you know, if it's a one hour trip, probably not a big deal. Yeah. Who cares? If it's a 16 hour trip, definitely yeah. a big deal. Yeah. That's a major difference. Yeah, but yeah, and that was the whole point is that on that flight, like you can even order like ramen. But again, you had to have your credit card already on account and then they can charge you and little things like that. And I didn't have a problem with that. Like they're not nickel and diming. I think people like focus on that they're nickel and diamonds. Like, well, no, that's why the base price is so cheap. And I kind of, honestly, I kind of prefer that. So like if you don't want to do it or you want to try to get around it or you just want to make it a cheap flight and you're willing to suffer for 12 hours or whatever you can do that but right. if you want to be a little nicer or whatever then you can do it i think a la carte's a way it's just i think it's the education that people have to make sure they do and i think that's like where i think traveling is different today but i think it's so much easier now with all social media whether you're i mean you go to youtube and you when you go to certain areas like when i went to like 
like Vietnam was really cool. I was only there for a day and a half, but just off of YouTube, I knew exactly where, where I was going to go, right? I knew how to get to, you know, the transportation, what transportation to take. And I had the visual already in my head because I, I knew what the area looked like. And then the places I was going to go eat, I saw different food vloggers, you know, saying, oh, this place, that place. So when I got to it, it wasn't just looking on my phone going, oh, this place or that place. I knew the place I was going to go. So the resources out there today to find out about the different airlines, like I did some regional carriers and they kind of brought up nuances about some of those ones. And that, again, before you never would have known about it. Right. But I think that's made it a lot easier is that you can almost know exactly where you're going before you're going and know every place and have it mapped out to the point where, you know, you like even just the idea of having GPS on your phone. Like I put a lot of thumbnails on these different or thumbtacks, whatever, you know, you even pin areas on a map. You got what I'm saying. Shut up. Um, on a map. So <laughs> Pins? you know where you're going. I, 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 I know. I, I was thinking like thumbtacks for some reason. You use those, but then getting them back out is going to be very difficult. Yeah, yeah, I would. It kind of might screw up the screen too. But, you know, what I mean is that you can know where you're going before you even go there. Like you're exploring, you can still explore and experience it. But for the most part, you can have like 75% of your trip in your head and mapped out before you go there. And it's easy to, it's a lot easier today. So, no, I mean, it's a good point. It, it is because there's so many carriers nowadays. And it, actually, there, there's probably less than there were back in the 80s. True. TWA, Pan Am, and all those others have gone. Yeah. Now, you know, United, yeah. Virgin Airlines is gone. Instead, it's now Alaska. And so yeah. all U.S.-based stuff. And, Merging, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, consolidation of the industry tends to happen. There you go. That's a nicer way of putting it. Consolidation. Well, it Not is what it is. Happens in the gaming industry, too. Um, yeah. But to your point, yeah. No, I think you hit it on the head. It really does come down to today again it was a it was a very unique experience back in the 80s and 90s and anything prior to that like it was unique whereas today it's more prevalent like because it is cheaper but the cheapness comes with a cost and to your point right. you need to spend a lot of time if you're traveling out of country or anywhere like really look into those things because oh, yeah. it impact your your overall costs and and for me i you know, I'm a 6'4", so I, most of these planes have adjusted to try and tighten up spaces more so they can get more people on. So I almost always have to upgrade to the larger seats yeah. um, with more legroom because even an yeah, hour flight, I could probably pull it, but anything past that is uncomfortable as hell. I have mm -hmm. to have extended oh, yeah. more. I just can't do it. So Just do business. Your point, I, have to, I have to look it up. I have to put some effort in. You have to put some effort in. But I, think that's, I, mean, that's, that, I think, again, I think it's an advantage. I mean, it's like if you fly Frontier, or what's that other one? Not just Frontier. Spirit um, and Frontier. Spirit. Frontier and Spirit. It's like, if you know you're doing that, you know that you're getting it, the cheapest that you're going to get. But just understand that, you know, that's you get what you pay for. You're That's that's exactly what it is. It's going to be the bare minimum. It's going to be crap. It's going to be no frills. And you're probably not going to get the best customer service. Yeah. You know, it's what it is. And if you're willing to do that or that's all you can do, I'm not saying you have to enjoy it, but. You know, but again, researching and just the, the if you can't learn it off of YouTube or find you know, YouTube is such, I mean, invaluable when it comes to travel, you know, not just that, but and maybe it'd be a talk for a different time. But like I've really gotten into doing airline miles and all that type of stuff. And so I was going to say, you have to really get used to doing business class, you know, that, that allows you to really stretch up. But um, true, very it, true. You have to do the research on, on things like that to be able to really get the most out of it or else. You know, it, you don't want to arrive there at your destination in a bad mood. Right. You know, okay. and that, that's the worst part. Like the last trip that we took, we were able to fly out to Korea and Japan on business class, but come back and coach. And I was like happy with that because that meant that when we got there, we were totally relaxed, rested, comfortable, and were able to start a vacation like right away. Mm -hmm. You know, it just made it a lot easier to get into it. Yeah, wow. totally agree. That's why I fly to Hawaii. I tend to upgrade up because I want to get yeah, yeah. in a happy state. So, yeah, but yeah, it's been great. Yeah, I mean, it's been good talking about traveling this week. So now, I, now I just have that itch. I got to. Where's your next place, really quick, before we we hop off? Well, I'm doing. Well, I already have. Where I'm planning to do a cruise, but not till 2025. 
So oh. I'll, I'll for that. Oh wow. Okay. Um, for 2024, because I'm not really traveling anywhere the rest of this year. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it, it's probably somewhere in the continental U.S. Probably Disney okay. or someplace like that, or somewhere else, New York or others. Yeah. No, nothing international just yet. We're yeah. going to try to do Japan with the boys. My son's in June of next year. Nice. Yep. All right. Educate yourself. This time, go outside of Tokyo. You lazy ass. We are. We definitely are. Well, we didn't have. I didn't have enough time. I only had like three days. Dude. All right. Anyway, that's for. I appreciate everybody joining us today. I have to. Just lazy, laziness. I did well, beside the book. You could have gone out there. All right. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Make sure yeah. to subscribe and like and, and share this with anyone. You know? sure. yeah. We'd yeah. love to have people. Sharing is caring, right? Yeah. And if you're watching the video, feel free to comment. If you want us to talk about certain things, go ahead and we'll talk through those. But yeah. thanks again for joining and uh, talk to everybody. We may not be on next week because of Thanksgiving. So if we don't, if you don't hear from us, happy holidays. Okay. And then we'll be back the week after. Sounds good. All right.